as mothers, we are the gateway to the next generation, which means we've got a really cool opportunity to pass on an abundance mindset to our kids. I mean, just imagine what the world would be like if everyone was raised with an abundance mindset. That blows my mind for sure. So while I'm in no way, shape or form a parenting expert, let's make that clear, I am doing my best to raise my daughter to know that she is limitless. So on today's show, I'm going to give you an honest view of how I'm attempting to do that, which parts are going well and which part is still a bit trickier to navigate for me. (laughs) I'm going to be sharing with you the seven principles for limitless kids that I'm striving to instill in my daughter and how I'm trying to teach the these principles to my daughter and live by these principles myself so that if they resonate with you, you can go ahead and use them too. Let's raise some limitless kids, shall we? Let's go to the show. You're listening to the Limitless Mother podcast, bringing you strategy, mindset, and a dash of woo. If you want to learn how you can balance motherhood money-making beautifully, if you want to learn the strategy, mindset, and manifestation tips you need to do more of what lights you up, attract more ideal clients, make more money, and enjoy more time freedom, if you want to create this vision of success because you are a mother, not in spite of it, then you are in the right place, my love. I'm your host, success coach, business mentor, mother, and tea drinker, Corey Javid. So join me while we explore what's possible for us as mothers and business owners when we remove the limits. Hello, hello, Limitless Mothers. It's me, Corrie Javid from CorrieJavid.com. How are you doing? Oh, I'm marvellous. The sun is shining here. I just had the most beautiful weekend. Lots of sunshine, very cold, but lots of fresh air and sunshine with my daughter. Just feeling super grounded, super grateful, just really serene today. I've been at the gym this morning, my usual Monday morning and had a beautiful lunch there. And now I'm here speaking with you, my loves. So I want to talk to you today about limitless kids, how we can raise limitless kids, what I'm teaching my daughter about money. Um, Before we do that, though, I had this just urge on the weekend. I was thinking about all of the wonderful souls who have joined Limitless Money this time round already. And I was thinking about all of you who haven't, perhaps. And I thought I would just reach out and connect and just kind of say, hey, be interested to know where you're at and why. I'm always super curious with where you're at, how you're feeling, what you need help with, not just in respect to like this particular launch of Limitless Money, but just in general, I always want to be creating content, whether that's on the podcast for free, in my um, social media posts, or whether that's through my paid services and offerings. I always want to be creating the things that you need to get you the results and the limitless life that you desire, right? So, I had this just urge to reach out and connect with some of you. And so you might have got an email from me. And <laughs> yes, there was a really glaringly obvious uh, mistake in the subject line. Hey, I don't normally do the email scheduling um, because I have support with that. And I, I didn't want to bother the team because it was the weekend. So I just thought, do you know what? It just feels good to do it. I'll do it myself because it was just kind of off the cuff sort of thing. And um, yeah, there was a glaringly obvious <laughs> error in the subject line. I'm human. What can I say? But anyway, I was really surprised by how many of you came back and told me that you're feeling overwhelmed at the moment, overcommitted, like January's just super busy, like your to-do list is running away from you. 
and like you're just feeling behind on things. And that made me a little bit sad because I don't want you ladies to be feeling that way. You don't need to be feeling that way. Um, but I understand that it's easy to not know how to get out of that overwhelm. I get it. I used to live in overwhelmville. So I get it. Totally get it. So I've just had this brainwave because I know I can help you. <laughs> I, do, I can't not help you, right? And if if you're feeling that way, if you're feeling overwhelmed, overcommitted, too busy, and from there you don't feel like you have time to be thinking about your business or making more money or doing anything other than just dealing like what, with what's in front of you or just dealing with your to-do list or whatever the situation might be. If you're feeling like that, really time pressured at the moment, then I'm creating something for you. I want to create a free training for you. I'm going to just do it. No sign up required. Just super easy breezy because that's, you know, I don't want to add anything to your to-do list. Just turn up. That's it. That's all you have to do. Turn up. You don't even have to turn up live because there will be a replay for a short amount of time. And I'm going to do it inside the Limitless Mother Facebook group because the thing is, is there is a secret to why I'm very, very rarely overwhelmed. Like I've learned how to ditch the overwhelm well and truly. It was a decision that I made when I started my business. I was like, I am not available for overwhelm anymore. Been there, done that, got the t-shirt, hat, and I don't know, belt. (laughs) Um, I just didn't want to do that anymore. But there is definitely a kind of a secret to it. It's it's not something that really I see getting taught very much. And the secret's not like the perfect planner or the perfect organizational system or better time management, all the things that you've been told that you need and that probably haven't worked for you because that's where I was. You know, I can understand why none of those work. So I do know (laughs) what you can be doing to ditch the overwhelm so that you can make more money or so that you can have more time freedom to enjoy your life and business and your family, right? So I'm going to share that with you because I don't want to be sitting on that knowledge. And and given that there was such an um, overwhelming, (laughs) for want of a better word, response from you ladies telling me that that's where you're at, I feel like I have to bring this to you. You You guys need this, right? So I'm bringing it. So it's either going to be um, Tuesday, the 21st of January in the evening, probably at 9pm, or it's going to be Wednesday, the 22nd of January at 7.30pm. I don't have a date because I, I literally just decided this morning, I've been thinking about you ladies, I've been thinking about the responses that I've got, and I was like, I have to do something, I have to do something to help you. I can't not. Training is in my DNA. If I have the answer to something, I can't not share it with you. So I'm going to share it with you for free. I'm going to call it my biggest secret to how I ditch overwhelm and how you can too to make more money. Because, you know, if you want to be making more money in 2020, then overwhelm is going to be getting in your way, my love. And I don't want that for you. But regardless of what you want to be doing in 2020, overwhelm is going to be getting in your way. So come along and join me. I will put a post in the Facebook group by the time this goes live. So if you're not a member of the Facebook group, what have you been doing? Come and hang out with us. It's called the Limitless Mother Facebook group. So you can literally just search for it in Facebook if you're not already um, in there. I believe there's a link at the bottom pretty much all of my emails that you can um, follow and join us. Um, we'll put the link in the show notes and where else? And if you're on Instagram, there's a link in my bio too. So links in all the places. Come and hang out with us in 
the Limitless Mother Facebook group and I'm going to go live in there. No need to sign up, no need to do anything. Just show up and let me share this with you. Let me save you from overwhelm. Let me help you ditch the overwhelm once and for all. Does that sound good? (laughs) Amazing. Okay, so like I said, by the time this goes live, we will have confirmed a date. And in fact, I'll put the date in the show notes. So the show notes are going to be at corriejavid.com forward slash podcast forward slash Limitless Kids. So have a look in there too and pop it in your calendar. Okay. So that's that out of the way. That's just my desire to help you in any way that I can. Let's get back to the task at hand, which is raising limitless kids and what I'm teaching to my daughter about money. So I get a lot of questions actually about how I teach my daughter about money in a way that feels good and how I pass on what I know about manifestation and the law of attraction. So I thought I'd bring this topic to today's show. Also, you might have heard me talk about this before, but one of the things that really motivates me to impact as many mothers specifically as I can to feel empowered financially, the reason why I'm on a mission to financially empower mothers is that I know that as mothers, we're the gateway to the next generation. We can stop the cycle of living in a lack and scarcity mindset because I see so much of what is wrong in society and in the world stems from feelings of scarcity and lack and like there's there's not enough and we have to hoard and that we're not all connected and that the universe and the world is not abundant as it actually is and so it can end with us we don't have to pass on negative beliefs and feelings about money we don't have to pass on a lack or scarcity mindset we can pass on an abundance mindset and I see that as just such a beautiful opportunity for us and really exciting. Like it blows my mind to think about how differently my daughter might operate in the world, how much more she would feel she has to give growing up with an abundance mindset. I mean, can we all just pause for a minute and think about that? <laughs> I don't mean specifically about my daughter, I mean about your kids too, right? Okay, so let's talk about this, but let's cut to the chase because here's a little bit of a disclaimer before we dig in. I am not going to claim to be in any way, shape or form a parenting expert. So this is not necessarily parenting advice. This is just me talking about what I'm teaching my daughter about money, what feels good to me and why and why I feel strongly about raising a limitless kid. In case you want to take anything from that, in case any of it resonates with you, then go ahead. That's why we're here. And if it doesn't resonate, you know, disregard it. (laughs) I'm not a parenting expert. Okay. Um, So that's my little disclaimer out of the way. So I'd like you to have a think though about where you are. Maybe you like the idea of passing on an abundance mindset to your kids, but you don't actually know where to start. Cool. We'll talk about that. Or maybe you worry that teaching them to feel good about money could inadvertently end up with them being, I don't know, spoiled or greedy or that thing that we all hate. Ew a sense of entitlement. (laughs) So um, we're going to talk about all of these things and how I'm addressing them and how I'm tackling them to the best of my imperfect abilities. Uh, And this this is just going to be some insight into how I'm attempting to raise my own little unicorn, my own magical little unicorn who is not feeling limited by circumstance and who feels abundant and who therefore, the thing that I would love most for my daughter is that she just leads a fulfilling life that feels limitless and she makes a beautiful impact on the world in whichever way shape or form she feels called to do like that's that's my desire for her so if that resonates for you with your kids then pull up a few (laughs) grab your cup of tea and let's let's talk about this let's talk about raising limitless kids 
Okay, so I'm going to tell you what I'm teaching my daughter and how. And specifically, I'm teaching her the seven principles of the Limitless Kid is <laughs> what I've mapped this out to be. So there's like seven principles that I try and live by and try and parent by with respect to being limitless and with respect to living in an abundance mindset. So let's get stuck into them. And I'm going to tell you what I'm doing and how I'm doing it. And then you're welcome to think about if it's something that resonates with you and that you would like to implement in your life. Okay. So here we go. Number one is we live in abundance. So that is the first principle of life as a limitless kid to know is that we live in abundance. How do I teach her this? Well, I like to point out what money has done for us. So I talk about that often. I will say, oh, I'm so grateful that we have the money to be able to do this. And how fortunate are we that there is so much abundance in the world that we can do this. And the other thing that I do is I like to try to um, raise her awareness around the cycle of money. Because what I don't want to do is put money on a pedestal because money is just energy. Money is there to be used as a, a resource that we can do great things with. But I don't want to put it on a pedestal either and make it like be the be all and end all. And like it's going to make her happier. Because if you listened to my podcast episode before, why earning six figures did not make me happier, you'll know what I'm talking about there. Um, so I don't want to do that, but I want her to see and I don't want her to feel like she has to hoard money because hoarding money comes from a scarcity mindset. So it's not about um, not saving, don't misunderstand me, but it's about that feeling of like grippy energy around money, feeling like you can't give to anyone else. You know, there's lots of people out there who are wealthy, but because they're so tight and they're so mean and <laughs> miserly with their money, like that's not what I want to pass down to my daughter. I want her to really understand the abundance of the world. So we talk about the abundance of the planet and how much um, resources there are in lots of different ways. We talk about like the abundance of love. We talk about the abundance of fresh air. We, I try and help her to be grateful for things like the abundance of clean drinking water that we have in our lives, things like that. But I also just talk about abundance in a financial respect all the time so that I can hopefully raise her awareness about how money is in constant circulation and flow and how it comes to us and, and we get to use it and spread the abundance further. So um, we will talk about charity and charitable donations. And I talk to her about the types of organizations that I contribute to on a regular basis and why those things are important to me. We talk about, so for example, when we're in Waitrose doing our weekly shopping, you can put tokens in a bin to kind of give your vote to which local cause should have your donation. Um, and they give a sum of money to each of those three causes, three bins, you put tokens in whichever one you want to kind of vote for. And they give a sum of money equivalent to the number of tokens, I guess, to each of those local charitable causes. So we talk about those things. That's a really great opportunity to talk about, well, we shop here. And so we get to vote. And by shopping here, we are kind of inadvertently spreading abundance into the community. We talk about like, she will actually read like the names and descriptions of the three local charities. And we'll talk about, well, which one does she want to give to and why? And why is that important to her? And we'll think about the kind of people that might be impacted by that work. So I try to kind of get her thinking in those terms. And I get her thinking in terms of abundance, in terms of, um, I try to tell her that money is always flowing to us um, and that we can use money in the way that's important to us. So it's that idea of it being in flow and in supply. 
And I try to talk to her about how, well, when we spend money on this, it means that the money goes here and it pays for this for that person and they might use that in their lives and then go and spend that money on something else. Like that never-ending kind of chain that money creates in that beautiful way. Does that make sense? So for example... I don't know, if we put petrol in the car, I think something like really mundane, then we talk about, oh, well, now that we've put petrol in the car, we get to drive to these different places that we enjoy and maybe spend our money in those places, which keeps those establishments going in some way. Also, we've given money to the petrol station. Well, that gives some money to the government. And yeah, I totally get into conversations with my seven-year-old about taxes and and public spending and all sorts of things in terms that she can understand, of course, but she is a very inquisitive seven-year-old. So, you know, she's she's game for it. Um, and we talk about how some of it might go to pay the wages of the person working in the petrol station and they might go home. Maybe they've got kids at home. What might they do with that money? So we just talk about how it's always flowing around and moving around um, so that it doesn't feel like something that sort of stagnates or isn't ever there or that we must grip onto. So that just gives you a little bit of a, a smattering of ways in which I try to teach my daughter that we live in abundance. But for me, the really core principle, the thing that I really want her to understand is that we live in abundance and that there is no limit to the amount of abundance that she can receive and enjoy in her life, the same as everybody else around us. It doesn't. It's not because she's special or unique, but because we live here and we're in this human experience and it's something that's available to us. Okay, the second principle for the limit this kid that I like to impart to my daughter is that money is neither good nor bad, but it is energy. So that's something that we talk about. Like I was kind of saying in the previous principle, we talk about how we don't want to be necessarily hoarding it and that money can be used for good and it can be used for things that aren't good as well. So I try to give her that balanced view that money is just an amplifier. And anytime that I notice her watching a TV program, and it's really interesting when you become in tune to an abundance mindset, you start to notice lack mindset and scarcity mindset and stories about what it means to be wealthy or rich or to have money or want money in like popular culture. So anytime I notice her watching a TV program and they portray the baddie as being rich, then we have a conversation about that. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Do you think that that, why do you think that is? And I, you know, I try to kind of guide the conversation a bit, but I also want her to make her own conclusions. And I would just sort of question her thoughts around things and present my opinions around it. But we have a conversation anytime that I see money represented as being like the best thing in the world and the be all and end all, or like the the root of all evil, which is the more of the predominant message that gets pervaded, right? So that's number two. The third principle for in, that I'm using to raise my limitless kid is that we are powerful manifestors, amongst other things. <laughs> so we're powerful manifestors and we can use our powers of manifestation to manifest all manner of things, including money. And something that I talk about inside of Limitless Money is passing on this like legacy of abundance to our kids. One of the things that I talk about in there is like family habits, mottos and rituals around money because so many of us have grown up with stories around things like I, I've heard this from women so many times before, like, oh, we're just not the sort of people who earn lots of money or our kinds of people don't do well uh, with money or our kinds of people just are never going to earn that kind of money. We're not the sort of people who will ever be rich. All of this rubbish that we can take on board as kids that's been this kind of generational 
beliefs that have just been passed down and down about who we are and our potential in life with respect to money. And so I like to try to establish something that's completely the opposite of that, that this belief that we're the sort of people who get to make excellent money in life and not from a sense of entitlement. So I get that that's a fear and it is something that I'm mindful of. I don't want her to feel like, you know, she should um, just... She can just show up and be, I don't know, an obnoxious <laughs> a-hole in the world uh, and expect to just receive money as a result. But equally, I want her to feel empowered, empowered to create her own opportunities, empowered to take the action that she might take to make money, empowered to be open to receiving. And so I talk to her about, I say, we're the lucky Javids because this happens for us, this happens for us. And I say it in that way of, you know, everyone else gets to feel lucky too. So I don't say it in a way of like we're better or different, but I say I just point out all the ways in which we're lucky. And I point out all the ways in which we are manifesting and creating our own realities. And and we talk about people that we might see, for example, in the news or on TV who are, I don't know, very much in that lack mindset or life is always happening to them rather than for them. And we talk about that and I say, I think, isn't it a pity that that person doesn't understand what power that they have and that maybe what could they do to manifest a different reality for themselves? We have those kind of conversations. Um, And again, it's not about judgment. It's just about helping her see how empowered she can be to shape her own reality. And so I like to get her to um, practice her powers manifestation because, well, for starters, kids are incredible manifestors because they have no resistance a lot of the time. So they, you know, are largely free from doubt and they are quick to believe, which is a beautiful thing. Like their innocence really helps them to be free from resistance. And so... I will, you know, at various different points, I've encouraged her to manifest different things and to give her that sense of empowerment. Because I know as kids, they can feel really disempowered a lot of the time, right? Because they have adults calling the shots all the time and dictating how things are. And that's necessary, right? We, we have to kind of keep them safe and establish boundaries and things. But where there's opportunities to, where I see opportunities for her, I encourage her to manifest and in whatever big or small way. And I also point out when she has manifested something herself. So I've talked about this on the show before, but for example, there was once where she totally manifested a quote-unquote chance encounter, a meeting with her best friend one Sunday. Um, It was totally like her expectation, partly her design and engineering of the situation meant that she had a fortuitous meetup with her best pal in a coffee shop. And it was just so funny to have seen the events leading up to that and how she was totally using her powers of manifestation to make that happen. And like, what a nice thing to manifest, right? I've talked about before, we manifest parking spaces all the time. That little seven-year-old is incredible at manifesting a really great parking space. We call it pop star parking. Our friends came up with this term. So it's that kind of parking where you are just, it's like VIP parking, you know, like the best space in the car park. And we're like, yes, pop star parking. So just little, it can be fun and lightweight. She also manifested money. So 
she decided, um, I was talking to her about how I've manifested money. I told her about my story with the pound coins and she was there when we manifested. I can't even remember now if it was a £10 note or a £20 note. It was more than £5. <laughs> I manifested a 10 or £20 note in about 10 minutes of asking the universe and it was one of those really incredible things. If you haven't heard that, if you haven't heard that story before, I'll have to see if I can remember which episode I've shared it on and we'll link it up in the show notes. So I've talked to her about that. And so at that time, she was like, I want to manifest some money. I want to manifest a sign from the universe in the form of money. And I was like, great, go for it. What do you want to do? And she she said, I want to manifest a pound coin. And now this was totally her idea. She said, what I'm going to do, I'm going to get a two pence piece and I'm going to leave it somewhere for somebody to find because she didn't, she, all she had in, in her possession at the time was like um, coppers, we would call them. So very, very small change if you're not in the UK and you don't know what that means. So two peas and one piece or one cents, two cents coins. She's like, I'm going to leave two pence piece somewhere for somebody to find at our local shopping centre. And then that might be a nice surprise for them. And then that's my way of putting something out. I don't know how she didn't phrase it exactly this way. Um, but that, but basically she was saying that's her way of putting something out there. And, in, and she would also like the universe to give her a sign of abundance in return. So I was like, that's really cool. So she left the two pence piece on this staircase at our local shopping centre. Um, and then for a couple of weeks, she kept saying, well, where's my money? <laughs> and I and so this was a great learning opportunity, right? Because I then had to teach her, well, it's not that you just demand something from the universe. The universe doesn't like just operate that way. But you just need to be in that confident expectation and know that money is always all around us and just expect at some point you're going to be surprised and delighted and set that intention, but also not be attached to it. So it was a great way of teaching her that detachment piece, which for you know fans of the law of attraction you know that that can be a bit of a struggle sometimes is the detachment piece not feeling too attached to the result that you want so that was really great and actually fun for me to help her to cultivate that because she she was a little bit kind of impatient and one day we went into our local just little co-op and there was nobody at there was a self-service checkout so it's quite it's quite quite it's always quite quiet and then there was nobody at the checkouts and we went to this one till and there was just some money sat in the change dispenser so the person before I guess had not collected their change it was like one pound I don't know 62 or something like that she was like yay the universe gave me my money <laughs> so just little things like that are really kind of fun to play with and that's the thing I keep it lighthearted. So three, we are powerful manifestors. Number four, the fourth principle of raising a limitless kid is that we make money using energy and that hard work is not necessary. So I know almost all of us have been raised to believe that you want to make money, you got to work hard. you got to work those socks off. you got to hustle and grind. you got to claw your way up a corporate ladder. Mm-mm, doesn't have to be true, right? And so I talked to her about how I make money in my business. We talk about my business quite a lot and how I'm making more money and spending less time. And in fact, a few months ago, she came into my office. It was a school holiday and she was going and spending the day with my husband. He was taking the day off so that I could work um, in my business. She came in and she said, have a great day, mummy. And she's like, let me li- write you a little note on your whiteboard. She likes to write me little love notes on my whiteboard and sometimes inspiring things like you're a billionaire, which just like, cracks me up. And she wrote on there, work hard today and make lots of money. And I was like, interesting. Well, I don't actually like working hard, but I do like making lots of money. But I just work smart with uh, my time and it's not about working hard. And so obviously she's already picked that idea up probably from school, right? And hey, hard work isn't necessarily a bad thing, but I don't want her to feel like she has to hustle or grind her way to making money. So I'm here giving her an alternate 
take on how she can be making money to just give her a more balanced view than what she might be learning in school. Does that make sense? So I like to kind of tell her and talk to her about how I make money and how I used to work hard in the corporate space. But now um, I choose my hours. Now I focus on how much value I can provide and how much of an impact I can make in the amount of time that I have and leverage that to welcome in abundance and then just keep kind of circling that around. And so I do talk to her about that, but I also model it. And so she will sit at the dinner table and listen to my husband and I have conversations about, for example, my business or money or success and things like that. So it's not just about having these conversations. I think it's also about modeling some of these principles well all of these principles you know that they're little sponges right we know this to be true and so for me it's something that I'm really aware of that I want to be modeling for her um, an alternate way than you know we had the luxury of being brought up with most of us we were brought up to believe that it had to be the hard work and sacrifice and so I like to make her totally aware that I'm having a whale of a time and making money (laughs) okay so the fifth thing um the fifth principle for the limitless kid is that we talk openly about money. So this should probably be obvious from what I've already been saying, but we have open conversations about money. And if my daughter asks me any question about money, I will largely answer. Now I say largely answer, I'll come back to that in a second. I've got one that I'm not answering for her at the moment. There's a good reason why. (laughs) But you know, she will ask, how much does a house cost? How much did you pay for our house? Yes, we've talked about mortgages. (laughs) Yeah, we start talking about mortgages when she was about five, like in terms that she understands, right? And we talk about how much cars cost and we talk about how much our holidays were and we talk about how much food is and we, you know, we just talk about um, the price of, of living so that she can see that money is required to to live life. And and I talk to her about, I, I share with her my business wins as well. So I'll talk to her about, you know, when we were um, last summer in France and we were celebrating two back-to-back 20k plus cash months and so she was in on that celebration and I was talking to her about that and why that was an achievement for me at the time and what that meant for me and what that meant for how I could show up and continue to teach in an even bigger and better way and help other women make money so we talk openly about money. Now, like I said, there's one area which I'm finding difficult to negotiate. And I'm going to be totally honest about that. This isn't about me saying, oh, I know exactly how to raise a limitless kid. This is, you know, me just doing my best. But this is one that I haven't totally cracked yet. So because we talk openly about money, she will talk openly about money with her pals at school. Now, That is an interesting one, isn't it? Because we still live in a society where talking about money is taboo and where people can get a bit miffed if they (laughs) hear how much you're earning. Now, of course, they're welcome to listen to this podcast and I talk openly about how much I'm earning because I want everyone to know that it's possible for them too, right? So that's obviously why I'm doing it. But of course, I'm not in control of that narrative if my daughter's in the playground um, and telling her peers about how much money I have or how much money I earned. So so I've told her about how much money I've earned and things, but she asked me the other day, how much money do you have in the bank? And I was like, well, it kind of depends because it depends, you know, do you mean my business bank account? Do you need me my personal bank account? Do you mean savings accounts? Like, we, you know, we have a number of accounts, depends what you're talking about. And so we talked about how those things operate. But I didn't really want to give her a figure, if I'm honest, because, because I just know that I haven't yet 
completed my work with her to get her to talk about money in a way that doesn't come across as boastful. Does that make sense? So it's not that I'm afraid of telling her that. And it's not that I'm wanting to not be open with her about that. But I just dislike the idea of it coming across as boastful and that being taken the wrong way by somebody else. So here on the podcast, I can happily talk about how much I earn because I'm in control of the narrative here. And I can frame that as I always do with, hey, the reason why I'm sharing this with you is because because I've done it, I know it's possible for you too. There's nothing special about me. You can totally receive and earn and create the same amount of money, if not more, right? So I get to wrap that message with that perspective, but I'm not in control of what she's saying on the playground. If she's going around and telling her best pals, hey, my mummy's been earning this, or my mummy, mummy's got this amount of money in the bank, that doesn't sit well with me. I don't want the amount of money that I'm making in my business be used to make somebody else feel uncomfortable in that way. Now, if me sharing on the podcast triggered somebody, that's a different thing that I'm actually okay with because, like I said, I'm in control of narrative and I'm giving that full picture. <laughs> I'm not in control of her narrative on the playground. So so that is one area that I am still working on because I'm just working on helping her understand kind of that well it's a bit of social awareness isn't it and a little bit of emotional intelligence that kids need to develop but also I I really dislike kind of boastfulness so so that's something I'm kind of navigating at the moment I'll report on that further as well I feel like I've sussed that one out maybe I won't and hey if you're a parenting expert and and listening and you got some advice on helping kids to not be boastful about things like that feel free write in tell me I would love to know okay but we do talk openly about money for the main part So principle six in Raising My Limitless Kid is that we choose how we spend our money. We are intentional with our money. This is a big one. I really refrain from using phrases such as expensive and we can't afford that. Those are some ways to pass down a lack mindset, right? And I know that it's so easy to use them as a go-to. But I really refrain from using those. And I talk about how, you know, if we're not going to do something rather than say, oh, it's because it's expensive, I say, we're not going to choose to spend our money on that today because I would rather that we used our money for this. Does that make sense? Um, And so I also talk a lot to her about why we choose to use our money in the ways that we do. Um, But one way that I'm helping her to learn this skill is actually we've just started giving her um, an allowance. So we're giving her £10 a month. We were giving her pocket money previously for chores that she's done. Now we said to her, do you know what? We're going to give you £10 a month regardless. You still need to do your chores, but you do your chores because you are a contributing member of the household. That's why, not in payment for the money. Does that make sense? So I kind of wanted to separate the two things. And I'm always spending money on her. You know what it's like being a mum, right? We're, we're always out and about and there's always something that she wants. And and I'm a sucker for any kind of art or craft supply. She knows this. She plays me. <laughs> She's like, but mummy, look at this set of fantastic pens that we could use for this craft. And we're like, yes, throw them in the basket. So what I decided to do is it was actually because somebody, um, one of a fr- my friends gave her £10 um, recently for Christmas. And I noticed how different she was spending that money. She was really intentional with that money. So if we were in a shop and she wanted something, I said, well, 
I'm not going to buy it, but you could use your ten, some of your £10 to buy it. And she would really stand there and think carefully about whether or not she wanted it. And of course, she's way more intentional with her money than she is with mine. And so that's why I've decided to, now from now on, like if it's something bigger she needs, of course, like, you know, the school uniform or books and things like that, then of course I'm buying them. But if it's those, you know, little things like a packet of stickers here or a fancy pen with a squishy toy on the end there or whatever the things are, or if there's some kind of significant toy that she wants, um, but it's generally craft supplies with her, then I now just say to her, do you want to spend your money on that? And so it's up to her to choose. And I'll just ask her questions like, um, and how do you think you're going to use that? Do you have anything at home that's similar? And don't forget, if you spend that now, then that's cool. But but realize that that's money that you don't have for later in the month. And so I just get her thinking with intention about money. And that's been actually really a really great exercise to do so that she understands now better by practicing it herself how to spend with intention but she also understands our spending decisions better because she knows that we are doing that same thing of being intentional with our money and choosing how we spend it and choosing it to spend it on things that are really going to bring us that joy and happiness because the other thing that we that I do with her is to help kind of model this for her is she will sometimes say to me things like it's not fair you're always going on spa days <laughs> she's desperate to be old enough to go on a spa day bless her and I am looking forward to that point but I say to her yes that's right I do often go on spa days and I feel really great about spending my money on that and here's why and so I actually talk to her about how I'm modeling that behavior around being intentional with my money and receiving in an empowered way and spending money on myself in an empowered way. Does that make sense? So that's something that I'm quite keen to model to have. Um, and then the seventh principle of raising my limitless kid that I'm that I'm choosing to employ is that we are open to receiving. So I just kind of already segued into that one. So I tell her what I'm doing for myself and why. So that, you know, I just mentioned spa days. If I'm buying myself clothes, I will talk about those. If um, I am going away with just my husband, I'll talk about why I'm doing that and I don't feel guilty about it. And so she will try and play the guilt card. Like, it's not fair that you two are going away for a weekend and I'm not coming. And of course, there's a little pang of guilt in me. I'm not like um, inhuman. But I'll say, you know, yeah, I, we love having our family holidays, but daddy and I, it's important that we have some time just us so that we can have fun doing, I was just going to say doing adulty things. <laughs> well, you know, and that too. But that's not, the, that's not the conversation, obviously, that I'm having her with her. But, you know, I tell her about how I feel good about spending that money and time on myself. And that's something that I'm really keen to model to her. So she she notices that I always have fresh flowers in my office, for example. And I tell her they these fresh flowers always bring me such joy and they remind me that I that there's so much beauty in the world and they're a small reminder that I get to spend my money on the things that bring me that joy. So I model that receiving to her. Does that make sense? And so I tell her actively. So she sees me spending money and time on myself and also I talk to her about it and about my thinking around and that I'm I really want to model that to her that being open to receive because I think that as women we don't have many examples of other women being open to receive we have plenty of examples of women being the martyr sacrificing everything about themselves and their lives to um, help others and don't get me wrong I want to help others as much as the next person but 
I know that to be able to do that, I need to look after myself. And so I really want to model that to her, that not just being open to receiving money, but being open to receiving time and self-care. I think it all goes hand in hand. And, and I think we really should think about our role as those models to our kids and how what we want them to be picking up from us, but also what, how we want them to be living their lives. Like, I'm sure none of us would want our kids to feel closed to receiving, not able to enjoy opportunity, money, freedom, experience. Of course, we want all of those things for them. And we want them to feel totally open to receive them um, with joy, right? But we need to be modeling that for them first. <laughs> so that's something that I feel really strongly about and that I look for opportunities to talk to her about. So those are the seven principles. I'm just going to run through them again. So the first one is we live in abundance. The second principle for the limitless kid is that money is neither good nor bad, but it's simply energy and an amplifier. So if you're already a bad person, it's just going to amplify that. And if you're a good person, it's going to amplify that. Number three, we are powerful manifestors. Number four, we make money using energy. Hard work's not necessary. Number five, we talk openly about money. Number six, we choose how we spend our money and we do so with intention. And number seven, we are open to receiving. So they're kind of like my seven mantras of money that I would really like to kind of pass on to my daughter. So just to recap, I'm doing this by, as you can kind of see throughout the seven principles as I've described them, I'm doing this by having conversations with my daughter, looking for those teaching opportunities. But the biggest one of all is that I am modeling this. I'm using my energy and my actions to speak louder than my words. It starts with us, right? So if you are listening because you would love to be raising a limitless kid too, you have to be that limitless mother, my love. You have to show what this looks like. You have to show what it looks like to be open to receiving. You have to show and model what it looks like to feel good about money, to spend it with intention, to live in abundance and to be totally in that abundance mindset, right? And so it starts with us, which I think is a beautiful responsibility and opportunity more than anything. I think of it less of like, it's not for me, it's in no way any kind of burden. It's it's great because it makes me keep myself in check. It makes me um, not slip into those lack or scarcity mindset ways that, you know, used to be the norm for me. It makes me really think about the example that I'm setting. So it's great because it means that uh, it helps me to show up in a bigger um, and better way. And also it's just a, a beautiful opportunity to be thinking about breaking that cycle of a lack and scarcity mindset in the world and, and passing on an abundance and growth and limitless mindset. I mean, how cool is that? I mean, what a gift that we're given as mothers to have that opportunity, right? <laughs> okay, let's talk about today's Dash of Woo. For today's Dash of Woo, it's a little bit different. I would love you to just go and get your kid involved in any Dash of Woo that suits you. So whatever you're already doing in your life, that's a bit woo. Could be meditation, could be working with crystals, could be yoga, could be journaling. Side note, one of my one-to-one -one clients bought her daughter a candle and a journal for her birthday. Love that. Um, whatever it is, share one of your practices with them, something that relates to money, ideally. And if you aren't 
into the woo or you've not been doing any of those things at yourself, you could do it for the first time together. That's uh, a possibility. The other thing that you could do is if you're actually looking for some direction and some guidance here is to look for ways to be thankful together for the abundance in your lives and all the things that money has done, maybe just today or this year or this month or this week, pick a period of time and just talk to your child about, wow, what have we got to be grateful for and how did money facilitate that and how can we notice that flow of money in the world and and how can we acknowledge that there is always more abundance available to us and if you find that triggering if you find the idea of talking to your kid about abundance and being thankful for money triggering then you have some unresolved money stories my love and that's okay there's no shame in in that because hey I was there before (laughs) but I would suggest you have a think about or I would invite you to have a think about that and remember that you're modeling all the time and it starts with us right so if you find that triggering if you find the idea of speaking to your child about all the things that money has facilitated in your lives and being thankful for the money for doing that and thankful to money for showing up in that way then that's definitely an opportunity and something that you can look at so remember I was just saying one of the reasons why this is so cool raising limitless kids is because it provokes us to look at our own stuff to look at our own stories right it's definitely done that for me so maybe this is an opportunity for you if that's resonating and here's the thing. This is not about being perfect. Ugh, let's all let go of the idea of being a perfect parent. And I, <laughs> screw that. Um, this is just about understanding the opportunity that we have here to work on ourselves and also pass on a, a gift of an abundance mindset in the best way that we can to our kids, right? So one of the reasons I was determined to clear up my money mindset was, yes, to provide a better future for my daughter financially, so to be able to create a different financial reality for us, but also because I just did not want to pass on this scarcity and lack mindset that I realized that I'd been living with. It's exactly the same thing as so. I talked about on the show before that I used to really suffer with stress and that's just not something that's part of my like vernacular or life anymore and the same reason rang true there is the reason that I did this work myself was because I did not want to pass on that propensity to stress and to worry to my daughter and I could totally see how I could do that and so if any of this is resonating with you today, if you're thinking about maybe when you were listening to those principles, if those weren't feeling true for you, then maybe your first step there is to see this as an opportunity to look at how you could be living those principles yourself. Because as soon as you start living those principles, then by default, you're passing them on, which is a really cool thing to do, right? If you want some help with that, if you want some help with living these principles and working on your own money mindset so that you can pass on an abundance mindset to your kids then definitely get inside limitless money the doors are closing this week my love so come and join us come and join us inside limitless money corriejavid.com forward slash limitless and there is even a whole module in there module six is called the legacy of abundance and in it i talk about passing on a healthy money story and how to model a great relationship with money as well as some of those other things that i was mentioning in today's show like family mottos and mantras and truths about money that are supportive and empowering So there's lots of good stuff in there specifically on this topic, as well as, of course, the whole point of the course is to help you to heal your relationship with money. Because when you have a solid relationship with money, then it's so much easier for you to pass on that that abundance mindset to your kids too, right? So all of that good stuff's in there. If you've got any questions about limitless money, send me a DM, send me an email, get in there quick because the doors are closing on Thursday, my love. So that is... Thursday, the 23rd of January. Don't miss out. Last week to enroll, corriejavid.com forward slash limitless. And like I said, 
if you're feeling overwhelmed, overcommitted or behind on things in general, don't forget to come and join me for that free live training that I'm going to be doing, which is my biggest secret to how I ditch the overwhelm and how you can too. So if that sounds good to you, come and join me inside the Limitless Mother Facebook group. I'll pop a link into the show notes and you can also find out more about today's show at corriejavid.com forward slash podcast forward slash Limitless Kids. In the meantime, go and hug your little unicorn or unicorns and know that you're doing a sterling job, my love. We all need to hear that sometimes, don't we? Because we're doing our best. We really are. And there's a lot of pressure on us as mums. So we're doing our best. Let's just give ourselves a moment of appreciation for showing up and doing our best by our kids, right? Okay, my love, go and be limitless. I love you and I'll speak to you next time. Bye for now. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you so much. If you've enjoyed listening to today's show, make sure you subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher so you don't miss out on any episodes. It would make my day, possibly even my week, if you could spare a minute and leave a review over on iTunes. And because I value your time so much, each month, one lucky reviewer will win a free success coaching call with yours truly. So if you'd love for us to pinpoint and then work through that one thing that's currently standing between where you are now and where you want to be, then definitely leave a review for your chance to win. Until next time, remember, you are limitless.